Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 27th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us this morning. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we begin with Donald Trump. An audio recording in which Donald Trump discusses holding secret documents has been released. CNN has put this out, and it's everything you think it is. It's almost a confession. Definitely a confession. It's very rude of CNN. Can we talk about things that go on? Uh, just a little backdrop on this show because sure. it pertains to what we're about to talk about here. It's very rude of these networks to wait until like 9 o'clock <laughs> p.m. to release this information. <laughs> because I had already spent multiple hours putting the template together. We had a lovely story to lead about how pathetic Hunter Biden is. And I was all ready to go and I'm feeling good. And then I see this story pop up. And I, in my backyard, as I'm sitting there looking at the cloud cover, trying to pick out a single star, just let out an audible. Ah! <laughs> they messed up your night. Because now I got to rearrange everything. Mm-hmm. And yes, Casey, you are right. At least on the surface, this appears not too good for Trump. No. Okay, so this is a recording. It's from July of 21. It's an interview that Trump was doing. It was in Bedminster, New Jersey. He's got a staffer there with him and a writer. And from what I can gather, the writer, writer, is somebody who's writing a book about Trump. And they're discussing papers, and you can hear the paper. And and this is real important because this is... This is the reoccurring theme with this guy, and Hammer and Nigel and I were texting about this last night, where he needlessly gets himself in trouble because of his own mouth. Think about during his presidency, and we talk about the inability of Trump to learn and adapt from things that he experienced in his presidency. And that leads me to believe he cannot get reelected based on no personal growth that we have seen. How many times did Trump get in trouble based on an interview he did with someone who any even novice political person would say, that guy or girl is not your friend, and that guy or girl does not have your best interest at heart, and that guy or girl is going to take whatever you give them, and they're going to twist it and mix it up and make you look bad. Whether it was Bob Woodward or CNN or whoever, he kept doing it, and then he would rage tweet and be mad and blah, blah, blah. And yes, you're right, Casey. It appears this was, it was not some closed door meeting. Oh my gosh, he was secretly taped. He He was talking to somebody writing a book. He knew he was going to be taped. He knew they were recording. So again, there's a, a, a staffer. Actually, now I'm seeing that there were two staffers there, a publisher and a writer. And it's... Sounds very casual. There's laughter. At the end, he's ordering Coca-Colas. Hey, bring in some Cokes. We're going to keep talking about this. And in this audio, he says they were classified. It's still a secret. 
Yeah, so let, let's play the audio, allow everyone to interpret it for themselves. You do have to kind of put your ear up because it was, a, you know, it looks like a tape recorder of some sort or something, and it's not somebody speaking directly into a microphone. I mean, but the audio is very legible. You can clearly hear what he is he is saying. So let's all digest the audio together. Bad, sick people. That, but, that was your coup, you know, against you. That's well, it started right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Yeah. Trying to overthrow yeah. your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. Wait a minute. Let's see here. Yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. You attack, and Hillary would print that out all the time. You know, <laughs> private email. No, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner, yeah, yeah. the pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Though? Yeah. I was just saying because we were talking about it, <laughs> and you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what. These are the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably. We'll we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a. a, See, as president, I could have declassified it. Now I can't, you know, but this is. Now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, it's so. Look, we here and I have. and you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe It's you. incredible, right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. As president, I could have declassified it, but now I can't. Okay, so I'm going to comment on this. As everyone clearly knows, I bid adieu to Trump a long time ago, and I think Ron DeSantis is clearly the best choice to be the face of the Republican Party. <clears throat> Not only that, I think he would do the best job as president, which is why I support him. We all know I don't I don't care about Republicans winning if I don't think they do a good job. I have no love for the Republican Party. Uh, I just think Ron DeSantis would do a good job. If Trump goes down for this, and we are going to say that mishandling classified information or handling illegally handling government documents is indeed a crime, then okay. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that as long as Hillary Clinton serves the same fate as Donald Trump, because unlike Trump, who didn't cover it up, he told everybody, here they are. She was taking hammers to cellular telephones and bleaching servers. She was trying to destroy evidence. Trump said, here it is. I got it and was showing it to people. He clearly wasn't attempting to you know, sell secrets to foreign entities. He wasn't covering up crimes. He wasn't covering up office influence peddling, all the things the Clintons were doing. So if you're going to say 
which again, it's for uh, the, the court of law to determine, we must throw the book at Trump. This is an egregious behavior. I am okay with that as long as you do it to Hillary Clinton and mm-hmm. as long as you do it to Joe Biden, who has documents from when he was a United States senator, which there is absolutely zero, 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 none reason he should have had classified documents based on how he was viewing those documents at the time, unless he deliber- also deliberately removed them and held on to them. Yep. So same, if, same treatment across the board for everybody. If, if Trump goes to jail and we say we're getting serious about classified documents and this guy is example number one and you're out of here. I'm okay with that as long as example two is Hillary and example three is Biden. And what about Mike Pence? Well, he had documents as well. Right. Absolutely. This is, look, Trump is in big trouble with this because there's no way Trump's going to get a fair trial. This is very damaging audio, but you cannot under the, or you can do whatever you want now under the justice system. You should not under the rule of law, be treating people differently based on what political party they are affiliated with. Okay, so uh, Trump's spokesperson is saying that the audio recording provides context, proving once again that Trump did nothing wrong at all. So what you have to determine is, is he able to declassify documents just by thinking it as president or not? And if he is, then he's okay. If not, well, there's audio of him saying, as president, I could have declassified it. Now I can't because this audio was recorded after he was out of office. Okay, and there's the other component to this, which is there's the legal component to it. But there's also the you have to make a choice on who you want your party's nominee to be. And this guy and we got a phone call we're going to play during voicemails later asking, you know, why are you so mean to Trump? We're not mean on this show. Well, sometimes we're mean on this show. But for the most part, as Hammer likes to say, we call the balls and strikes. And that's why we're popular. We're not afraid to take on people in the Republican Party, Democrat Party, whatever. And the reality is that Trump has learned nothing from the mistakes that he made. It's, it's interesting the comparisons to Nixon, because what did Nixon do? Yes, Nixon ran for governor of California, but on a national scale after winning the presidency in 1960, which was stolen from him by voter fraud in Illinois by the Kennedy family. It's very well documented. Everybody can look it up for themselves. Richard Nixon won the 1960 presidential election. Voter fraud in Cook County won Illinois for Kennedy, and Nixon didn't want to tear the country apart. On a national level, Nixon went away and reemerged in 1968 as a new person. Now, the same, you know, his demons caught up with him eventually. But Nixon figured out the path to the presidency and the path by which to win over the hearts and minds of people he previously didn't. And he emerged a new person in 1968 versus what he was in 1960. Trump has done none of that. There's been no growth from Trump. And the irony, after how many times he got burned by doing interviews and running his mouth to people who hate him the irony of him probably being done in by doing the exact same thing Mm -hmm. is why we tell you he cannot be the nominee for president because he does not change and he does not grow and he does not learn he didn't go away he didn't learn he didn't rebrand it's the same thing donald trump could have been i know we gotta get to a break i know we're running long here but we'll leave i'll leave it with this donald trump could have been the greatest comeback story in American history if he had just simply disappeared, 
if he had simply for two years, you know, continue to fundraise, network, whatever, but in a public sphere, disappear. And then if after the nominees had all been made in the midterms of 2022, he had emerged and rallied this country and rallied behind good candidates that could have won these Senate races, you would have the Republicans winning the House, you would have the Republicans winning the Senate, and he would have been so well positioned to say, uh, you know, look what I did. Let's go now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're we're halfway home. We've learned from these mistakes. We are the party of liberty and freedom. He Let's go. He could have run on successes. Yes. Yeah. And now here he is. Now he's got this audio. Speaking of someone else who can't keep their mouth shut. Oh boy, another confession possibly and this time it comes from <laughs> Joe Biden and that's up next with 93 WIBC Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. of voters have worries about Biden's mental health. And after you hear this next audio, that number should go straight up to 100%. The old man goes off script and he starts, what, confessing? Marjorie Taylor Greene says Joe Biden's brain is going and he's literally admitting his crimes out loud. She went on to say, impeach Biden. It's unreal. It's so insulting to America. Okay, so he is at, I believe, with like the prime minister of India mm-hmm. at, at a roundtable discussion. He, you know, as they do, they'll have their actual meeting and then they'll come out and pose basically for a, you know, it's all, a photo op. Everybody does this. It's, it's theater. Uh, we're not picking on Biden for doing this. Trump does it. Obama did it. You know, every president does this where they, you know, just like it's you the said. the meeting after the meeting you're, you're right and they do do some sort of usual public comment or back and forth and casey i uh i just cannot believe um i just cannot believe that given given i just i i'm almost speechless i am speechless and it's so it is so Unbelievable! rare that I'm speechless, but this is so unbelievable. And now they're trying to spin it like he was joking or he was kidding. There's no way if you are under the, if you have any sort of humanity whatsoever and you are under investigation like Joe Biden clearly is, as is his son, for pay, legitimate investigation about pay for play, that you would say what Joe Biden said here. Joking or not joking. You should not be joking. I mean, if you, if they <laughs> If you think that you're under investigation, you wouldn't even go near this. This is so bad, Rob, that I watched it a dozen times thinking, is this AI? Uh, yes. It, you- did someone do this? Is this is this real? Yeah, uh, because credible sources put this out. And, and it's and it's in the official White House log. I mean, yes. You, it is absolutely real. I mean, I real. questioned it. And when I first saw it, after watching it a dozen times, thinking, no, this is fake. This is AI. This can't be real. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, just another day with Joe Biden. Wait a minute. Like, it happens so often. It's so unbelievable that I almost dismissed it. Like, this can't be real. Yeah. All right. Uh, so... 
here he is saying he sold state secrets. Here's the man himself. I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. He sold state secrets and a lot of does, very does, important things. Does that sound like a guy who was joking around or kidding? No. I, I, Cap, I started without you. Let's let's play it. Let's play it again. I was just thinking. Uh, uh, anyway, I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. You should see Modi's face. He looks at him like, what are you saying, dude? That's the Indian prime minister. Yeah. Okay, so, and let me, again, let me tell you this as someone who had a a grandparent who suffered from dementia. What happens? And especially in, you know, early stages or through medicine, they can keep it from progressing in some capacity. People will blurt out random things. They will say random things to which there is no rhyme or reason to them, why they would say it. It doesn't, but they say it because it's real. They say it because in whatever is going on in their mind, it made sense to fire those Mm -hmm. words out of their mouth. And there's no there's no doubt in my mind that's what happened here when you when you play the incoherent mumbling that leads up to it there's no doubt i've heard, i mean i've heard it before i've seen yeah. it before it's it's the same it's the same thing this is a, an unbelievable admission by a united states president it's the quiet part out loud it's and, a confession and the idea that he was joking is laughable given the fact that there is an actual congressional inquiry with serious evidence Tying Joe Biden to his son, in to, a, to China, yeah, to Burisma, the, to Ukraine, all of it. That would almost be worse if he were telling some sort of joke about it, given the evidence in front of him. But he's clearly not. If it were, it'd be very poor taste if it were a joke. But it, it doesn't sound like a joke to me. It sounds like a confused old man who's reminiscing, whether he meant to or not. Yeah. It came out. All right. Uh, when we come back, an interesting press release by Governor Holcomb Mm -hmm. in which he appears to deliberately change the word prayer. Yeah, that's coming up. Micah joins us next with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. Well, apparently the governor now hates prayer. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. And look who it is, the conservative voice of the state of Indiana. Pastor Mike Beckwith, how are you, my friend? Good. How, how are you guys? Well, I'm great. We're going to talk about Randy Fry and this caucus process and how the game's getting rigged against regular people in just a moment. But first, you sent me something that we absolutely have to discuss. There's no way this was an accident. Holcomb is now removing the word prayer. Tell me. Okay, so we had those uh, terrible tornadoes that ripped through uh, some of our communities here uh, a few nights ago. And on Fox 59, there was a statement that Governor Holcomb put out, and it says, our thoughts 
and hearts mm-hmm. go out to those impacted by yesterday's tornadoes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've never heard thoughts and hearts mm-hmm. as a thing. Is that new? Is that is it a remix? It's on a, a remix. On an old classic? Yes, exactly. It's the new spin. We it's, don't want to say prayer. Oh, okay. So we're yeah. going to say hearts. Our thoughts and hearts go. I mean, it's still a nice sentiment, right? It, it is a nice sen- sentiment, but at the same time, that's deliberate. I mean, you don't say thoughts and hearts unless you really want to remove prayer from that. I mean, it, prayer is powerful. Thoughts are not powerful like thinking about somebody doesn't do any good praying for somebody is the weapon that actually covers them it heals them it brings them back to restoration and and for you know i get the democrats i could see the democrats doing that all day long removing prayer but for a republican governor to, to remove prayer from that from that uh comment is just now, egregious now in fairness maybe fox 59 misprinted the quote i'm absolutely looking at it right now you're 100 percent correct that's what it says now i would ask the governor i would do this myself i would ask if indeed uh he meant to say thoughts and hearts and he's removing prayer but i was told the last time i asked questions it would not serve hoosiers well for me to get an answer so i guess i'm out of the question asking game to uh to my government maybe he was listening to to pow heart and soul over and over again and the word just stuck in his head yeah uh, uh, mike, mike yeah. go ahead mike well just you're right we probably we don't know it could have just been a quick statement he wanted to get out and maybe it was a misspeak so yeah give him the benefit of the doubt i guess but but come on i mean like that to me is just that, that seems like you're intentionally trying to leave out the word prayer. So. Uh, yes, and maybe again Holcomb would someone else he will clarify that to them if he actually meant thoughts and hearts and why he hates prayer because I've <laughs> I've literally in my life never heard thoughts and hearts. I, I mean either. Yeah. It's a, new, it's a new version. Uh, Micah Beckwith is our guest. It's trending. Uh, speaking of not being able to ask questions to our government, you, you may have heard I got the boot from my government uh, last Thursday. Did you oh, hear about that? Well, I, I, did you guys talk about that last week? <laughs> I, I <don't... laughs> you know you hang on every word we say. You uh, heard it. I think I caught it once or twice or ten times. We, uh, yes, for those of you who aren't aware, I was uh, I was forcibly removed by the police. Uh, Lord Travis DeShane, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg, uh, had me forcibly removed. And, Micah, you've heard the audio now did i or did i not simply ask a question how does an item get on the agenda that's all you did it was it was actually shocking i i can't i he must have <laughs> he, he must have been having a bad day because to get thrown out for what you were saying is just it, he just doesn't like you rob i think that's <laughs> but it, it, we got into this on state house happenings mike uh, uh was our guest on state house happenings this week uh this is an issue much bigger than just, look, I'm a big boy. I'm a public figure. I've got a platform to fight back. But we are seeing people all over this country at school board and town council meetings and city council meetings and commissioner meetings get treated like complete garbage by these elected officials. Yeah, that's that's right. And and what these elected officials have forgotten is that they're servant leaders. And, and so they're there to serve. And, and you need to give the public an opportunity to speak their mind and to, and to make their peace, regardless of if you like it, what they're saying or not. I mean, I sit on the Hamilton County Library Board and there's people every every month that come up and, you know, blast me. I mean, they'll they'll specifically reference me and they'll say, you know, we hate your guts. We hate what you're doing. Like, they'll, and, and, you know, I, I let them have I let them say it. it's a free country. They have every right to come up and and address the board and if they have a problem with me that's fine i don't i'm a big boy i don't it doesn't bother me i I can still sleep really well at night but i may not do what they're asking me to do uh because my convictions won't allow me to do that but but then um but but yeah they have a right to speak and I knew I knew I was in the right yesterday, and I'm not going to tell you who it is on air. I'll tell you off because he's very nice to me. He's very establishmenty, but I won't hold that against him. Like the ultimate establishment person called me and goes, "I just want to tell you this is complete." And he used a word I can't use. 
on the air. And he's basically like, you know none of my friends like you, but I just want to let you know this is complete crap. He was on your side. Uh, but, it's, but it is. It's just, it's utterly, I wasn't even being mean. Was that Todd Rakita? <laughs> He's not going to tell you. Uh, no, Rakita was probably hoping that they did arrest me so he could try the case. Uh, but I mean, it is. This is. And you mentioned you being on the library board. Look, unless you're threatening someone or you're just refusing to yield your allotted time or you're shouting profanities, you as an elected official got to let people have their say because yeah. you work for them. That's right, 100. percent And and again, I think elected officials sometimes get into the king mentality where you should revere me and and worship me and bow down before me and and that's unfortunately for them that's not how we do it here in America. Praise the Lord, we are a republic. Uh, we have a, a constitutional republic and we elect those to uh, represent us and they work for us. And you know, I've I've always uh, understood the Constitution pretty well, but I remember a long time ago. I was studying it. I heard a really uh, amazing uh, professor from Hillsdale College. He said, "He said the uh, the Constitution is not the law that governs we the people. It is the law that governs those who govern." And, and he said, "We are above the Constitution. The Constitution is not for us. It is we put it in place as the people to make sure those people sitting in those those positions of power stay within their bounds. And that's what these people." often forget is that they're there as servants to you and I, not as as kings. And, and, and if you're running for office or if you're in office, you always have to do a heart check. Even George Washington stepped down from president after two terms because he understood the human heart. The Bible says the human heart is, is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And, uh, and that's, that's, every, that's everybody. That's me. That's you. That's, that's all of us. And so we have to be aware of how wicked our, our own hearts are. And, and, a, and a thing like the Constitution puts those boundaries on us so that we don't get off off uh, course, kind of like this Travis guy did. The thing that struck me, it sounded like a scare tactic against Rob, but what Travis doesn't realize is that Rob has sat in that chair and knows yeah. how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I could have got a mugshot out of it. How great would that have been? <laughs> we could have put that on T-shirts. I mean, that would have been Imagine phenomenal. the merch we could have had. Get back in there. Do better next yeah, time. I mean, like, you're, you know, as Steve Martin said in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, you're messing with the wrong guy. <laughs> I mean, he has to realize kind of, he sort of played right into your hand you know what i mean like you what? he's giving you something to talk about for weeks now like however many weeks you're gonna draw this out you're gonna draw it out for a long time i think we all know that like and, no, Mike, and that I'm was just, just the, i'm just interested in justice that's all i'm interested in so he it, legit wants to know how does something get on the agenda micah did you find out no i still don't know i still have no idea in my own town that i've lived in 37 years how i get something on the agenda uh, real quick i did want to make sure we have plenty of time to get into this and yeah. casey and i are going to do an extended segment on this later in the show randy fry who is a state rep uh, here in in indiana he's been there since the earth was young uh he announced he is stepping down for health reasons now he doesn't disclose the health reasons and he's very vague and this kicks off a process that is very concerning to me because it keeps happening in republican politics where elected people take away the right of the public to vote. Well, let me rephrase. They rig the system against regular people, and they are basically ensuring party insiders, by and large, stay in power based on this caucus process, 
Would you like to explain to us very quickly how this works? And then I'd be curious to get your thoughts on it. Yeah. So uh, whenever a, a legislator steps down, there's a caucus. And a caucus means just a group of people. They get together and they vote in a replacement. But who are the who are the people that can vote? And in this case, it will be the precinct committeemen. And precinct committeemen are, are the very grassroots, the blood of the party. So Randy's a Republican because a Republican vacated a seat. The Republican precinct committeemen will get together in that district and they, they'll vote on a on a replacement now here's here's the dirty little secret a lot of times party chairmen can control the precinct vote really easily because they get to appoint pcs if no one runs for a pc spot and that happens pretty regularly so they have all of these yes men working for them so the the chairman in the in that district can say hey i want rob kendall to be the state rep <laughs> You know, and okay. It's gonna but the, wait, wait, let's go a little more realistic. I want Casey Daniels yeah, to be that there to be go. the state rep. Yes. and then and then you make the phone calls to your appointed PCs and say, "Hey, vote for Casey, vote for Casey." And then now you've just become a kingmaker, and that's how this process plays out a lot of times. So this is why it's important, everyone listening. You need to run for PC. You need to you need to go down to the courthouse in January, January, file to run for delegate and file to run for PC, and then that way you are then the 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 establishment. I mean, you are the good people become the establishment. That's how we change the system. And so we just a lot of times good people just say, well, I don't know what to do, and I st- I step out. Well, and then after they're told, hey, this is my guy, it's much better or my gal, it's much better for them to run and win because they're already in there and their name is becoming known the, the before pa- an election. The power of the incumbency is is where it's at. There's a 92 percent reelection rate for any incumbent. So if you get caucused in by Mm-hmm. We'll say 20 people in a district. Well, guess what? 20 people voted you in your first time when you weren't an incumbent, and now you have the power of the incumbency next time around when you run for re-election uh, in the general. And you guys know I hate to brag, and you guys are having a great conversation over here, but <coughs> one of us. <laughs> let's raise your hand if you've ever beaten an incumbent. <laughs> oh, hey, that's me raising my hand. I'm one of the 8%. percent i am an 8 percenter. Uh, but this is a, real quick, Micah, this is a, a reoccurring theme, though. Yeah. We saw this with Connie Lawson. Oh, oh I have health issues. Well, as far as I know, Connie Lawson is still functioning, taking nourishment, a part of society, and then Holcomb appoints the the new Secretary of State. We have seen this time and time again where this is becoming the new cause du jour of the Republican establishment to protect whoever the next man or woman up is. Yeah, it's it, it, you're right. I mean, the the caucus process is needed because when somebody dies or somebody really does have to step away, you have to have a way to replace them. But the the insiders, ha- like they do with everything, they warp it and they use it for their advantage in a way that really probably wasn't designed to be used, and and they become kingmakers. And and even Holly Holly Sullivan, um, she had a she look how hard it was for even a guy like Diego to beat her. If Diego wouldn't have worked his butt off the way that he did he wouldn't have won because she was the incumbent and and you know listen i know we all have our thoughts on diego but i you cannot Would you like to me- hear them no 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 i don't <laughs> I, what i'll say about diego is he was the hardest working statewide candidate i've ever seen in my in my life i mean he, that guy went everywhere and and he and he beat her but it took a lot for him to beat the incumbent casey you get the last question because micah talks a lot go <laughs> i'm just wondering if now would be a good time to let micah know that i'm going to run for delegate yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where are we going to dinner? Uh, where do you want to take me uh, to dinner? Is he in Harry's <laughs> right across the street? Uh, where can people find you and learn more about what you're doing in your life? Yeah, go to uh, micabeckwith.com. You can find 
me on Facebook uh, or Instagram. Just search Micah Beckwith, and uh, and you can keep up with uh, our lieutenant governor's race. And it's going great. Three weeks in, and we're we're off and rolling. Uh, Casey, please take us to break. All right, thank you, Micah. And you're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Speaker said on Monday that the House will undertake an impeachment inquiry into Merrick Garland. It's 10 minutes in front of 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He said if it comes true what the IRS whistleblower is saying, we're going to start impeachment inquiries on the attorney general. Well, hey, it's about time. <laughs> so they, Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, he said they got to provide answers to the House Judiciary Committee and why the investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes were stalled. Um, yeah, obviously they've had this IRS whistleblower come forward, has given incredibly damaging evidence, not only about the case at hand involving Hunter Biden, but what appears to be a, you know, if you believe the whistleblower, a clear uh, impediment by the Department of Justice in terms of being able to bring justice in this in this case, and so apparently Kevin McCarthy saying, if by uh, July sixth we don't have what we want, we're going to begin an impeachment inquiry. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where that goes. It usually goes nowhere because well, it's the Republicans. Well, you have to imagine that the IRS whistleblower. Why would why would that person come forward? Well, that's a that's because a they, great point. I mean, they're taking great risk by doing that. Even, you know, they could be taken to trial. Well, so you, unless they truly believe it, they wouldn't do it, right? And they're speaking out against a Democrat now. If you're Christine Blasey Ford and you just lie out your backside about Brett Kavanaugh, then well, nothing happens to you, and you're just some poor, confused person. But if yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, if this were this is a uh, you lie about a Democrat, well, absolutely they would throw throw the book at you, and Republicans would be there to lead them in the in the process. Now, Casey, I love that the new the new I mean, clearly the mainstream national media got their talking points that the new way we're describing Hunter mm. is just some poor, <laughs> helpless addict. And Joe Biden is uh, Mr. Keaton on family ties in terms of just dealing with just, you know, father of the year dealing with a struggling son. Right. Yes, his, his poor son. And he's yeah. just going to stand by his side and help him through all his trouble. Yeah. R- R- Biden is Reginald Vell Johnson on family matters. And at the <laughs> end of every episode, we're going to wor- learn a, a, a lesson about this wild and wacky world we're we're living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have heard it from multiple, multiple people in the mainstream national media. And now Anna Navarro is the new one who says Hunter's just a poor, helpless addict. And Joe's just a guy who won't give up on his son the hunter biden story the scandal the this the that it's also the story of a father's love and joe biden has never and will never give up on his son son hunter and will never treat him lesser than and so he is a father first take it or leave it 
Okay. He's a father first. He's not a grandfather first, though, <laughs> because he completely gave up on Navy Biden. He's Joe Biden is a businessman first. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Joe Biden may be concerned, but that's because the meal ticket, the 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 gravy train, the conduit to the cash mm-hmm. has been exposed. Yeah, exactly. Hunter knows too much. So that's why he's not going to give up on his son. You know what? OK, there's the there's the one side. Yes. Uh, being a parent, you love your child. Even when they make mistakes, you try to help them through that. Uh, Joe Biden knew he was making mistakes and You don't have him go to a state dinner hobnobbing with world leaders. You don't take him to Camp David with you. You know, you had uh, General Milley who canceled a trip because of what was going on with the Russian coup. And Joe Biden was at Camp David having phone conversations. Was Hunter sitting in the room while that was happening? Your your drug addicted son, he's, he's hanging out there during these important private political conversations well and how is it that a guy who looks like he should be on an episode of on patrol live i mean Sunder biden is straight out of central casting from the people that you see those police departments deal with on a nightly basis how does this everything always end up coming up roses for this guy you know how does he make five hundred thousand dollars on uh, you know anonymous art how does he sit on these boards how does he make all this money none of it makes sense unless you realize well, he is Joe Biden's son, mm-hmm. and clearly he is protected because Joe Biden was a very influential, powerful person. Uh, by the way, even despite there is just massive amounts of definitive proof that Joe Biden knew what Hunter Biden was doing, according to text messages, was in the room with Hunter while he was doing it. The calendar shows he had multiple meetings on behalf of Hunter or with Hunter in regards to this. He continues to lie, as he did the other day, about saying he never spoke with Hunter about the business dealings. to hear but the he was at some event the other day and he's walking off stage and the lady is shouting the question you know did you you know do you continue to say you didn't have did you have anything to do with your son's business dealings no nope and then walks off I like how they play that music really loud, too. It's almost like so you can't hear the questions from the reporters. Uh, Casey, when we come back, we got all sorts of big things about Fox News, and we're going to have a little audience participation. You, you, the audience, can help us create a better, more accountable government. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.